Just a little preamble here. This episode was made independently without approval from CastBox, although they were aware that I was making it and have so far been very supportive. But they haven't heard it yet, so we'll see. Also, there is a somewhat gruesome description involving blood towards the end of the episode, if you're sensitive to that kind of thing. There's also some coarse language, but that's nothing new. I think that's about it. You can support the podcast by leaving a review in whatever app you choose to use. I find myself using CastBox more often than not. And one of the reasons for that is the exact topic of this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Hello there. I want to start this episode by speaking a little bit about the medium that you and I are currently engaged in. You've probably never heard of a podcast called The Joe Rogan Experience. Train my day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Or Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It's history. But they became almost like gateway drugs for me to a much broader universe of what you might call audible brain burgers. Most of them from the USA. I'm talking about shows like Reply All. They tell funny and sometimes frightening stories about little corners of the internet. And a show called Invisibilia, which is all about the unseeable forces that shape human behaviour. Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history reinterprets the past and philosophise this, presents a history of human thought. Sean Carroll's Mindscape talks science, while the truth deals in fiction, making movies for your ears. Making sense with Sam Harris can be polarising. Then there's 99% Invisible, the Blind Boy podcast, even the occasional Rich Roll podcast. He once wrote a book about rejecting middle age and becoming one of the fittest men on the planet. And all that on a vegan diet. There's so many out there and I've heard a lot of them. But of course, there's always more. And I'm always curious to listen to something new. So where I end up this time is an audio series called The Age of Napoleon. Welcome to The Age of Napoleon podcast. Episode one, The Basics. As you might imagine, it's a historical narration of events surrounding the French Revolution. It's a little bit dry, but I enjoy listening. And at the beginning of this story, I'm 48 episodes in. Welcome to the age of Napoleon. Napoleon is on his way back from Egypt after a largely failed campaign, which he'd like to dress up as an heroic adventure. Meanwhile, my immediate ambitions are somewhat lower. One of the places I like to listen to podcasts is in the bath. I usually have to put the water in first because otherwise it's too noisy. And on this occasion, I'm thinking after 48 episodes of The Age of Napoleon, maybe I'll try something a little bit different. But often the question in this situation is how to find something quickly because I've only got a certain amount of time before the bath is full. I'm inside an app called CastBox and I'm swiping a wet finger kind of clumsily across the screen. And... Inside the app, there's a little tab called Livecast, and I've seen it before, but I've never really paid much attention. I guess I thought it's probably something to do with live events. I'm not really sure, but the bath is getting full, so I take the invitation and tap. A list comes up on the screen, and somewhere near the top is a picture of a girl with dark hair, something about singing, and her name apparently is BBK. 
I click on the picture and this whole adventure begins. Quantum Rabbit, a Frankenstein podcast. Yes, um, and I do need help with that. This is Joshua H. He's a Castbox livecast regular. We're discussing plans for his future podcast and my podcast about Castbox livecast. He's got something like 80 gigabytes of recordings from his own livecasts, and he's going to need some help to edit them down. Maybe we can sort of join forces. Well, um, I reckon I can definitely help with Yeah, I mean, it sounds scary. Um, I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily ready to say, yeah, I'm your man for that. Yeah, I uh, hear But for my own selfish uh, podcast needs, I'm like, I want to get my hands on some of that stuff too, <laughs> with your permission. So the way Livecast works is you go into the CastBox app, press the Livecast button, and give your room a name and a picture. Then you can add a greeting that people see when they come in. When you hit Start Now, you've basically just begun streaming audio from your device to the world like your own interactive radio station. Up to eight listeners at a time can call in. But a lot of communication also takes place through text in the chat window on your device. At this stage, it's a fairly simple system. There's no built-in private messaging between users and user profiles are really minimal. At the moment, there's not that many people using the platform either. If CastBox puts an official event up, there might be 300 to 500 people in a room. But for the most part... 30 to 50 people is probably a busy live cast. Someone like Joshua H. has done a lot of casts in the past few months. Possibly more than anyone else on there. But even he's still working it out. I've always been the type to like, uh, you know, I like, I like doing them, but I've yet to go back and listen to any of them. Any of them. In fact, somebody had to tell me. By the way, when you're on mute, you're not actually on mute. Um, are you aware of that? I've never called into another. No, no, even on your cast. So let let's say you oh, take a okay. mute to like take a piss or something, and uh, you. Oh, it doesn't mute you. It doesn't mute you in the replay. So, <laughs> I was told by a kind listener that uh, I was in fact being heard oh. on replay, and uh, so I pulled a couple down. <laughs> but before we go any further with Joshua. You need to step back in the bath with me. I was listening to BBK. She was singing live from Saudi Arabia. Her voice was somehow relaxing. There wasn't that much happening. She was chatting to people in the text. I was just kind of mesmerized by it somehow. I typed into the chat window something like, Hey, what is this? How long have you been doing it? And she replied with her voice. Could we try Mm -hmm. a little uh, reenactment of of this first listening thing? I've got Mm -hmm. a small I've got a small script here. Hi Rolly, welcome to my live cast for today. This is Castbox. Are you new here? I've been doing this for three weeks now. I've been here on CastBox and on Cuddle as well. So, um, yeah, welcome. Welcome to CastBox, Rowie. And I hope you enjoy your time here in my live room. I started to explore the app a little more, and I found the button where you start your own live cast. Sitting there in the bath, I pressed that button. But I didn't really do anything else. I just kind of stayed in the bath. 
I tried to ask if anyone could hear me, and nobody responded. So I wasn't even sure at this stage if they were real. Some people appeared to have names, but others would show up as ID numbers. I found out later that the ID number represents a person that hasn't logged in with a username or email. They can't start their own livecast or even comment on someone else's. You could probably think of them as a second-class CastBox citizen. Anyway, I eventually got out of the bath and put the phone in the other room, left the livecast on, got changed, and when I got back, I noticed there was 10 to 12 people in the room sort of coming in and out, apparently maybe waiting for something to happen, or just curious. So I played a bit of guitar. I felt like it was sounding all right. And a little bit dodgy here and there. By the end of this session, I was talking to a guy from China who said he liked what I was doing on here. I wasn't sure exactly what that was, apart from guitar practice maybe, but it might have been enough to convince me to try it again the next day. And this time I ended up in a conversation with a military veteran from the USA. It was the day after Iran had shot down a US military surveillance drone over the Strait of Hormuz. It was a big international incident at the time, June 2019, and there was a lot of concern around it. So I'm on the phone to the American, and another guy calls in, and he's from Iran. I can't remember which one of us raised the issue of the drone first. It might have been me, but... I end up taking a back seat and listen to these guys chat it out. And I remember it felt kind of like they were agreeing to disagree without actually disagreeing with each other on a few points, but they both agreed on one thing, which was that the Iranian people shouldn't be confused with the Iranian government. The conversation really ended on a positive note, and I remember thinking, I wonder how this would have played out differently on Facebook or Twitter. I was beginning to like this livecast idea. Over the next couple of weeks, I dove a little deeper. Just started trying to learn a bit more slide guitar. There's not a lot more, apart from just doing what I'm doing, I'm not sure what else I can do. I tried some interaction with the audience by playing some games. Can anyone guess what this instrument is? No, Paul, it's not a tuba. I played some banjo. And rhythm bones. I'd occasionally find myself in a situation which required some conflict resolution. We need to not speak while other people are speaking. Right, right. Give each other time to respond. Okay, okay, we will, I promise. But you did tell me to go kill myself. I don't, you know... Things were said, you know, there was a lot of things happening. But, but wait, yeah. nope, nope. And there was that time I tried my hand at dream interpretation. People are going to come in and say, what's, what's going on? What else is on out there? There's got to be something better than this on CastBox this evening or this morning, wherever you may be. It's morning for me. See, maybe this is the wrong time of day. I got a better response and it was fun attempting to harmonise with strangers. Ooh. I- Um, Car- look, Carissa's giving us encouragement. This can work. It's great. I know. Thank you, Carissa. Okay, that was. I think nice we're. I think we're nailing the first few seconds. Ooh, yeah. 
And actually, it might have all culminated when I tried to do a songwriting workshop with everybody. Um. God damn it, you fucked it up. Now I don't know what I was going to say. That last voice was Ashton. Her name's going to pop up a little bit later as well. Meanwhile, I was having a great time talking to strangers from all over the world. My name is Hussein. What's your name? My name's Rolly. Where are you from, Rolly? I'm from Perth, Western Australia. Where are you calling from? I'm from Iran. You seem like you were having some struggles getting some things going, so I figured I'd call in and just see what I could do to help. (laughs) I appreciate it. Uh, hello, how are you? Ah, uh, good, good. Am I saying your name correctly? Bub- Bubakar. Yeah, Bubakar, that's correct. I'm from Guinea-Conakry in West Africa. So while I've been doing this, I've started to notice that there's a core group of people that seem to be on livecast all the time. And at this point, it's hard to argue, in fact, that I'm not becoming one of them. It's a common saying in this core group that livecast is almost like a drug. And it's definitely addictive on some level. I think Joshua H. has some insight into this. So I would leave it on during the Snorecast, right? So in the beginning, I would, yeah. like, I, tra- I treated it like the Truman Show. And I just wanted to cast all the time. And, um, you know, um, and I did. And uh, sometimes when I was sleeping, I treated it like a dream journal. Where I would turn over and just, you know, just say whatever madness dream I had just had. I'm not sure who fell asleep first on, on CastBox. I'm not sure, but I uh, first uh, named it the Snorecast. Initially, I went to sleep with like 60 people listening, right? And I'm like, wow, this, this content is really good. And then I woke up and there were 150 people in the room rolling up through the entire night of comments and just watching people like just randomly come in like, what the hell is going on? I've had comments like, what is this? This is, this is like fucking bullshit. Like, is this content? And then like five minutes later being like, actually, I I can see this working for some people. And then like five minutes later being like, I'm, I'm starting to get sleepy. In fact, it's all good fun, but I also begin to notice some of the conversations on livecast taking on a more serious tone as well. Elements of politics are starting to creep in. Certain users are getting upset with other people on the platform. I experienced that, I think, twice or three times where like, people were really fighting with each other, calling in and fighting. And sometimes I had to stop the... <laughs> yeah, so you've booted just to, people uh, off your cast. to calm them. Yeah, it's because, uh, yes. And um, just to try to tone it down. Or sometimes to, uh, to move away from the topic, I sing for them <laughs> to lighten up the mood. Sometimes I do that. Yeah, it's a, it's hard sometimes. It's hard, but um, you know, it's your responsibility as as the host of the live room. At one point, some new users come in and they start booting most people out of their room, especially ID numbers who they don't trust. They also take exception to people guilty of parking, which is a term that describes someone that comes into a cast and doesn't interact in any way. This, of course, attracts some criticism from other live casters which only adds to the drama. I didn't record any of these casts, but I did screenshot some of the chats. Why is your voice so damn whiny? Admins, do your job. That girl just wanted to argue. End your cast. Fuck off, bitch. That escalated quickly. What just happened? What the fuck? This might be the end. 
I tried calling you, Boo. Is it Groundhog's Day? We go through this every day. Hello, what's the topic here? But even while all this is happening, other people are starting to express more personal feelings on the platform. Almost like a catharsis. Maybe it's easier sometimes to do that with strangers. But the people on here aren't really strangers anymore. I typed in, like, um, I'm crying right now. And then, like, a bunch of other people immediately just came and were like, you know, it's okay, like, get it out. Like, no one was like, dude, why, you know, why would you do that or make fun of you? It feels like a sort of a safe place on the internet to do that. And then I came on live later, and I'll, I'll have a cry every now and again, and I'm okay with that. And I sort of explained that. And people really took to that afterwards. And sort of since then, I've noticed that that was like a really, really good um, emotional bonding with with the core. Um, and a lot of people were cathartically able to then give their release. So it's like one person can start a chain reaction within the core. But a lot of people might wonder why use such a platform in such a personal way, revealing things about yourself that even your family and closest friends in the real world might not be aware of. Where did that come from? I think that a part of everybody's brain knows that once that's out there, it's there, and you no longer have it hidden inside of you. And once it's out there, it's no longer something you have to fear. It's not in your closet anymore. It's not, uh, it's not hidden away. It's not something, it's not, it doesn't burden you to that extent anymore. Um, and there's something for me about releasing everything into the waves. And the course seemed very, very kind and helpful to anybody who will, who will uh, step up. Where it wasn't like that, yeah. it wasn't always like that in the beginning. Like people were trying to take it in different directions and it sort of evolved. So there's real relationships there now, even though essentially they're a group of people joined only by this one thing, which is a technology-based media platform. And because they talk all the time, it starts to feel a little more like a family. They're looking out for each other now. You know, if someone tries to burst the bubble, Joshua and I spoke about it being a little bit like an organism. And that creature made up of separate individuals will sometimes respond as a group to a foreign body entering the bloodstream. There was this troll recently who just had no goal but to, like, destroy and, and, and hurt other people. And so he had got Ashton to cry um, and then recorded it and then had played it back for her. Uh, talking to her about Columbine, and she's from Colorado. She like lived like right outside of there, and so I'd captured this like uh, you know really intimate moment, and then had thrown it in her face, and um, to see everybody's reaction. So like something like that can have like catastrophic effect, you know. Everybody then went and sort of came to a decision like, well, how can we combat this? And so, you know, we came up with our own solution. Well, everyone that we know, we make an admin. Admins show up with a green title beneath their name, and they have the power to block other users. Then we came to the idea of like, well, well, CastBox, if they had a verification for people that they know, then we would know whether someone is trying to come in and troll. And like, you know, that's sort of that organic process. It's like, well, why wouldn't CastBox take an idea like that? 
CastBox, the company, is in an interesting position. They're one of the larger podcast listening apps out there right now, but they've also created this other thing, which, surprisingly, nobody else has. At least, not in the way that it's presented inside an app targeted at podcast listeners. I've exchanged a few emails with the CastBox COO, Gene Wu. Gene tells me they originally made Livecast as a tool for podcasters to interact with their listeners while creating a new form of content. It began rolling out in mid-April 2019 in North America and soon after to other English-speaking countries. Livecast is a major investment from the company. But it's also an experiment. It's hard to imagine they expected it to head in some of the directions it has in the early stages. Most folks on there don't have a podcast. Instead, for some people, it's become a replacement for other forms of social media. A user called Saint was at the beach when he decided to call in on one of my livecasts while we were discussing livecast. A lot of this fake news can be dispelled if we just start speaking to each other. I think a lot of perspectives that people gain about different peoples in different cultures and different, in different countries, they're given, they're fed to them by the media. It's the media's perception of these people and these cultures and not the actual people and what's going on. We can end a lot of that by speaking to each other like this. Kirk's calling in. Hello, Kirk. Hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah. thanks for letting me chime in. No worries. Have you chimed in before on any of this stuff? Were you new or what are you doing? Uh, I've actually done once a, a live cast, but it was brief. It's interactive. It's good to hear sides from different people. For me, it's a, it teaches me sometimes, you know, teaches me lessons that I haven't had in my life. Yeah, so uh, I, I like it. Mo Rocca actually mentioned it too. When he said, you know, there's something about he was listening to something and he had heard like, well, somebody shuffling their papers. And he said, there's something about that. You know, there's something about that realness, about that awkward silence that you don't get in TV. You don't get in terrestrial radio, but you're allowed in this live format. And so it's, it's moving closer to a more personal interaction. And I think the connectedness is maybe one of those results. Could, uh, Jonathan Taylor here as well. He said something, I think even on a personal level, we are seeing the same thing playing out greater interconnectivity and closeness, but between ever smaller groups of people. That doesn't sound like an entirely bad thing to me. It feels a bit like, at least there's real conversation going on here, and it's not just another echo chamber. But something is constantly in the back of my mind as well, which doesn't quite make sense. It's a little bit like that famous paradox from Enrico Fermi about alien life in the universe. Where is everybody? If this thing is so great, why aren't more people using it? Regular livecast users are a tiny portion of the CastBox community, and those that interact are about 10% of that. I'm starting to wonder if this is a platform with a naturally small target audience. On a lot of these platforms, you get to just hide it away and, and uh, present the picture how you want. But when you're talking with somebody, there's, it's more real. I think Livecast just lends itself to people being more comfortable with, with talking like that. There's a lot of primal things that are missing when you just type you know, you don't get to howl out your emotions, which we do in our language. At this point, I've got a theory that it's possible 
that for some people on Livecast, these interactions are filling some sort of hole or void of communication. It has been an outlet for me. Like I talk about things that I couldn't, you know, talk about in real life, especially to my friends and family in real life. I do it here. So what does that say about my relationship to Livecast? What might I be missing in my real life that I'm starting to value these relationships? I meant to say interactions, but instead I said relationships. Maybe that's a clue. I decide to have a break from Livecast. Maybe Livecast for me will end up being a short, heroic adventure. A little bit like Egypt was for Napoleon. Now, what episode was I up to? Welcome to the Age of Napoleon. Episode 49, Meanwhile in Europe. As a tribute to the Snorecast, whose extended format I don't think would work very well on this podcast, I'd like to play a sequence Joshua sent me of a livecaster called Michael S., recounting a dream he had. I had a little play around with it and sent it back to Joshua. He's finding more sequences like this from his collection, which might turn into something new in the future. My interpretation of this dream, I hear you ask, is that it's a sequence full of metaphor and hidden meaning, all of which relate directly to live casting, if you listen closely enough. Do you ever have a dream that is like one thing for a while and then there's something that happens and then it just explodes into some other thing for a really long time. That's how it was. I went downstairs and there was this hole in the floor in the closet downstairs by the entry in the entryway. I'm like, the fuck? And then like I peel back the carpet And it was this fucking deep, deep hole that was like a corridor. It was like, you know how a mining trail um, is like supported and built with like wooden beams, you know? That's how it was, except going straight down so fucking deep. It was like lit with lights and everything there was like a hot smoke coming from it and I, I remember saying in the dream I looked down at it and I go I don't like that and then it somehow moved like the hole moved one of us grabbed it and pulled at the hole like the opening and it moved to the front it's like you can drag something across the floor you can't drag a hole across the floor. Suddenly there's like an elevator and everyone's getting packed into it to go down there against their will. So I think someone fell in. I refused to go down there. I was just like, no, fuck that. And I was holding a cat while I was refusing. No, I'm not going down there. And I ended up being forced to go down there. And it's like hell. There was an entire world underneath. Like an entire fucking world. With a sky and like an earth and land. 
we were being controlled and forced to do stuff by these really tall, weird beings that would like torture us. It was like really well lit by like sunlight and everything. Oddly enough, like it wasn't like a dark dungeon or anything like that. And they're like, do you want to be 30 something, like a certain age? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, just let me go. They were in control of fucking everything, like reality and stuff. They were like trying to make things, change things and whatever. And at one point I felt my fucking dick came off. It fell off. But there was a nail stick, there was a literal nail sticking out where my dick was. Pointy side outward. And I had to like slip my back like over the nail. Like through the urethra to put my dick back on. And there was like blood. It was just a fucking crazy weird dream. So weird. That's 100. My screen says 100 listeners. Oh, it went back down again. Damn. Thank you, Livecast. Love you all. Thanks especially to Joshua H, Michael S, BBK and the Livecast community, Gene Wu, and thank you, listener. If you liked this podcast and would like to hear more, the simplest thing you can do is leave a review. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you all again tomorrow. And again, my name is BBK. Good night, BBK. Hey, one more thing. Here's that song we made on Livecast. Now I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Hi, Ashton. Hi, Josh. Hello, everybody. Now I don't know. Now I don't know. Now I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Do not go gentle into it at night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. The replay of the live cast that created that is also up on Castbox. You can find the link in the show notes.